theme song in three, two, one. Good evening, everyone, and it is time for yet another wonderful episode of Futile Gripes, the podcast that I always like to so helpfully point out is totally futile and jam-packed, full of the brim, with motherfucking gripes. Yep, just a couple of gripes here waiting to gripe your butthole. I wasn't asked how you were doing, but uh, I think you uh, just answered the question. You answered it damn well. Feeling gripey. So, uh, you uh, you have a little something something uh, that you've been wanting to talk about here, Todd. Well, you know, regarding to a trend. I mean, it's pretty common. It's nothing new, but it was it reminded him of uh, something that libertarians like to. Uh, grasp onto the whole kind of the whole um well if you're so smart then why can't i fuck you huh huh well (laughs) um there are two things that we have been discussing recently and were discussing uh not long ago before the show and uh one of them is libertarians and uh you know we were sort of uh you know arguing a little bit about sort of how intrinsic certain idea men like you know steve jobs types are in certain situations and how that you know can lead to hubris or wealth concentration or how much should people get fairly compensated and stuff and we got riffing on libertarians because you can't uh, talk about wealth hoarders and wealth concentration without digging into libertarians because I mean, at the root of it all, every uh, every corporate sociopath in 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 his core is a libertarian. Like they may be, they may fund the Republican Party, but that's because the Republican Party is the only party that's going to get a candidate elected that's going to favor them. But really, you get, you, they're all like Coke esque, you know, types. They they don't they don't give a shit about like social. Uh, like social issues they don't care about if you're fucking gay or about abortions they just care about get enriching themselves which is the liber- which is an anarcho you know capitalist libertarian ideal very chuddy idea not ideal but yeah well it's an idea and an ideal in their mind in fact i think the the fact that it is an ideal an idealistic principle to them is uh, you know, they are radical liberals, and that is, uh, like, part of the fundamental or underpinnings of their fu- like epistemology. Classical liberals, as they, like to pull, as they like to call themselves a lot of times. And, you know, this got us laughing. You know, we were sort of reminiscing on our Ayn Rand episode and talking about how we really need to go further in depth on this shit even more. Kind of like we are now, a little bit. And, uh, and uh, you know... We were laughing about Galt's Gulch Chile, which maybe we'll talk about a little more at some point. But then, right then, right at that moment, right as we were laughing about this, I looked down at my Facebook feed and a real nugget just fell right into my lap. Because uh, a group that I'm a part of 
pasted a lovely little screenshot from... What the fuck was that? Notification on my phone. Keep going. Why in the fuck is your phone not muted in the middle of a goddamn show? Yep. Just very scripted podcast. You sicken me. Yep. Keep this going. This is a fucking taping, sir. Yep. Oh my god. You, in, in talking about it's helping, please continue. <laughs> anyway, I've got this, uh... Be more professional. God, you mm. sicken me. You, you make me fucking physically nauseous with your antics, and it's just not good, you know? So, just put that in your pipe and burn it. Put that in my vape and vape it. Put that in your vape and get uh, chemical burns on the inside of your lungs that turned out not to be actually vitamin E oil deposits causing pneumonia or whatever. So, ha! Anyway, screenshot from Twitter, and it is uh, a libertarian pedo bear, because with libertarians, it seems to always come back to well, age is, of consent laws and wanting picture? to lower or get rid of them. Is that his picture? Did someone Photoshop with that? Of course someone it? drew that on there with yeah. MS Paint, because why wouldn't you, you know? Oh, he's got all those fucking emojis after his name, too. Yes, those, I believe, are actually part of his... Uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. Not the handle, but, you know, the the name above the username or whatever. Yeah, anyways. So, I'm going to read this in a, in a voice. Um, Go ahead. This man. is a screenshot from Twitter. A age of consent laws, in my opinion, should be scrapped and replaced with consent and education and licensing. Consent and education would start as early as first grade, and anyone consent certified would have sex with and choosing. <laughs> let's, let's, let's really... Focus it on that second part here. Consent education would start as early as first grade, and anyone who is consent certified can have sex with anyone they choose. Now, this is just some rando on Twitter with five retweets and five likes, so, you know, it's pretty fringe. But this, this opinion has been parroted by other, uh, well, more well-known libertarian types. Not this exact tweet, but it's it's... It's a common um, argument that goes around like hardcore libertarians, and and even the ones who don't say it really agree with it because it, when it comes down to it, it's 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 integral to their uh, to their ideology. There's a there's a version of that political compass meme going around where it has four numbers written on it. In the upper right hand, it's 1488 after the Nazi slogan. Um, in the upper left-hand corner, it's 1917, after the Russian Revolution. In the bottom left-hand corner, it's 420, over, uh, legalizing pot. And in the bottom right-hand corner, down in the chud category, the number is 12, because 12's old enough to consent. That just gives you sort of a, you know, general window into the mindset of a libertarian it's very much a greed you know selfishly oriented ideology i don't think anyone needs to tell you that that's why uh i mean shit like uh that libertarian paradise i mentioned earlier with fucking uh galt's gulch chile just yeah oh my god they literally bought land that you uh or that you that they did not have the water rights on Oh my god. Uh, 
Jason just showed me a meme of Atlas Shrugged, and it read... What did it read? Woman, women won't fuck me, and it's because taxes. Was that, that pretty... a, was that teenage stepdad? Uh, I don't know. That looked like something they would do. I'm 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 follow so many fucking meme 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 pages are why I'm on Instagram. I don't I hardly actually follow any real people on there. So they bought land. Libertarians bought land with no water rights. Uh, they never paid off everything. Um, and, uh, basically, the guy that the land was originally bought from literally sent in thugs to just kick them off the property. And, uh, to this day, the, uh, objectivist libertarians who want no government and believe that basically might makes right and just, you know, whatever you can get away with, you can do. May the best man win, so on and so forth. Yep, are Native currently Am clogging up the Chilean court system with it. It's that whole the whole idea, the same idea those people say that uh, um, the fucking um, Native Americans deserved what they got. They that we deserve this land because we were able to overtake them and rape and pillage them. You know, just by sheer force. Therefore, you know, we deserve America. They have inherited this form of the Calvinist myth where. Because you're lucky, that means you deserve it. Because you're chosen by God. Although a lot of people wouldn't say chosen by God anymore, but that's yeah, literally a lot what of modern, divine right monarchs. A, a lot of modern libertarians are actually atheists, too. That's the thing. Oh, very much so. Because being godless is actually uh, a lot more convenient for to their ideology. Because believing in God means you have to follow, like, the Christian God, anyway, means you have to follow a certain moral standard, or at least pretend to. And when you don't have that, then you don't have to even pretend to be a good guy anymore. Yes, they are uh, very much oriented in that direction. And it's that sort of, you know, antisocial attitude that leads to their projects just being these consistent failures, you know? Um, it's, uh, I was watching a video on YouTube recently, I don't quite remember from who, but, um, I I'm sure that there are probably quite a few of them that cover the same basic topic, but basically the concept was, there really aren't that many people who actually identify as libertarian, and that whole political compass scheme is just cooked up to basically try and convince everyone that they're secretly a libertarian because the the questions are leadingly worded to make you give the... Yeah, like, oh, well, you're actually a libertarian. Who knew this entire time this test created by libertarians was going to make you try and con subtly convince you that you're actually, you're a you've actually been a libertarian all along. Oh, do you hate... Do you hate abusive authoritarian governments? Well, you're a libertarian. Like, oh no, no, that's a false equivalency. Like, that doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah, do you hate abusive uh, authoritarian governments, but love abusive authoritarian corporations? Well, you're a libertarian. <laughs> tread, don't tread on me, Daddy. Oh, at least, at least it's not the government. Well, I mean, in some cases, they love the government. It yeah. just depends on uh, when it's enforcing private property rights or not. I, I also, like, and, and this isn't, like, 
dog dogging Andrew Yang too much. I think he's he's in my opinion he's one of the better candidates running. That's not really that's saying a whole lot, but he does seem to have a lot of uh, support from uh, the libertarian and like Bitcoin bro types and whatnot. The type the people there's a weird cross between those people that like want to be all in on a UBI, which I am like very pro UBI, but. I don't think Andrew Yang goes far enough in that. But also, like, the people that think Bitcoin's going to replace, like, all currency and libertarians, and they all seem to be kind of going sort of all in on Andrew Yang. Like, I bet Andrew Yang gets, uh, in, in this election, gets more of the libertarian vote than, uh, what's his face, uh, Bill Weld? Yeah. Well, Bill Weld is not running as a libertarian. Oh, yeah, he's running as a Republican, but you know what I mean. He's basically a fucking. He's yeah. like whoever the he's whoever Randy, the nut job libertarian a, winds yeah. up being. He's, he's he's to be fair, he's more Bill Weld is more of a libertarian than fucking Rand Paul is, like at least or John McAfee for that matter. Yeah. who may well wind up being the fucking libertarian nominee. I would love to see him come to the United States just to have his ass fucking locked up. He's oh in the God. United States. Oh, he, he is. Yeah, that how is he here legally without getting arrested? That murder charge is in Belize. Oh, okay. I thought he, well, he fled the United States though too for uh, legal reasons. Didn't yeah, he? but I think it turned out that he didn't need to. Basically, oh, he did all sorts of chicanery too. Like he got out of jail in Belize by pretending to have like a heart attack, and then he just got on his plane and flew out. Basically, if I recall correctly, the guy's a fucking like. Super so, villain. Yeah, and he literally, like, literally, d doesn't he do? He is. I saw the th the interview that uh, what's her face for uh, on Adult Swim did with him. The Soft Focus show. That guy is a fucking maniac, and he's not even that clever either. Like, holy, she just has a lot of fucking money, like, <laughs> and a lot of fucking uh, socio psychopathy. Yeah, that that of course I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure is enhanced by uh, not enhanced at all by by the fucking bath salts that he does. I need to take a shit, so you're gonna either we need to either go on a break or you go solo here in a little bit. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen.
we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, as I was saying when we left off, uh, basically this quote that I see right here on Rational Wiki, I think sums it all up. Because we were talking about Andrew Yang, and we were talking about um, basically libertarian support for Andrew Yang. Turbo Turds is back. Yes, he is. We just came back from the break. You got back about 15 seconds after the theme music ended. And I was just about to read this quote from Rational Wiki. Uh, Bitcoin estate. Or rather, this quote on Rational Wiki is from a guy named Jim Edwards. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know if he's an author or what. If Bitcoin was a country, Bitcoinistan, it would be like Somalia. And I think that's probably the most succinct way to possibly describe the situation with libertarianism. If you want to live in a libertarian paradise, then move to Somalia. Yeah, well, they, they, that's the thing, though. They think they would thrive... Like, these fucking dumb libertarians think they would thrive in an environment like that. Like, oh, just give me my guns. They either have, like, the the ones that are like, just give me my guns and my property, and, you know, and I'll, I'll fucking survive in the zombie apocalypse. So, yeah, like, it's not... You, you ever notice there's a weird, like, cross in, in, like, fans of, like, The Walking Dead? And I... And, uh, and... And also, like, uh, the amount of conservatives that watch it. Like, I'd be curious to know the ratio of, like, libertarians or, uh, like, conservative Republican types who, like, live out in the fucking country that watch The Walking Dead. Because I noticed, like, zombies used to be, like, specifically a nerd, like, a nerd thing to be into. Or, like, a horror got, like, nerd or something, you know, horror movie, like, fans or whatever, like... Sure. And, but, uh... Then, like, it caught on to mainstream and the specific, like, I think it's how The Walking Dead portrayed it because, it, it, for one, they weren't always, like, running from zombies and they weren't always desperate. A lot of times they would just show scenes of them shooting them, and I think, like, that appealed to them in some deep way that, like, in a way that they wish the world was like that. They could, they could, they could fucking shoot people, and it was just like a lawless wasteland, and just people who had guns had the power. And it just appealed to that, like, carnal desire inside of them. In our and previous I, episode, I talked about how I thought that uh, Trump supporters were just sadists looking for an excuse to watch toddlers drink poop water uh, from toilets and cages. And I think that this is more of the same thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's like... Uh, it, it's kind of you see it a little bit and I even I when I when I can't remember if we've already talked about this or not but the uh, motherfucker that played uh, Hercules in 90s Hercules Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo yeah yeah and that fucking anti the anti Antifa uh, movie that they made and like based oh, on the Lord. trailer it looked like it was like a zo- like a liberal like a zombie apocalypse but like the zombies were fucking antifa super soldiers trying to kill people <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god as soon as that movie's available like on demand or like at home yeah we need to watch it we're gonna have to just rip that motherfucker to shreds i swear like, to god instead of like Instead of like yeah uh, like brains, they're like ask they're like asking for healthcare or some shit. They're like, no, we <laughs> want healthcare, free avocados, and we yeah. will kill you. Yeah. 
No, or wait, no, it's no. Streets. Actually, it's it would be more because they're going at. They originally it was like I think it was they're going after their guns, right? So they're like, "Give me your guns!" Like, yes. like liberal zombies coming after your guns. Like the, the Sp spoken. The, yeah, that's exactly what Karl Marx said. Republicans' worst nightmare. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, a uh, quote from Karl Marx. Karl Marx said, Socialism is when the government does stuff. Communism is when people starve and you have to eat dog meat to survive. And, of course, the government needs to come and take everyone's guns. The, all three of those are clearly exactly what Karl Marx would have said. And so, you know, painting leftists as coming for your guns, it's, you know, totally not neoliberals who think that people who can't afford a $5,000 gun license are the dangerous ones nope. and just raising the price on stuff is going to weed out all those Adam Lanzas and Dylan Roofs. Sorry, sorry guys, the real leftists aren't coming for your guns. They want to give the minorities guns too, and that's what really scares them. Arm the poor. Arm the homeless. Arm minorities. Yep. That's what really scares the NRA, and that's what scares a lot of these racists. Although to be fair, uh, a lot of the a lot of the principled libertarians are pro arming the poor. Like I'll give I'll give them that. Like a lot of the like a lot of the more principled libertarians are very pro like arming the poor and very pro civil rights. Like there was one. A chud's a chud, but some chuds are a little more anarcho than they are capitalists at times. Yeah. It's still all about number one for them, you know, in a very selfish way, very yeah, it's, individualistic it's things way. They, they care about specifically, but yeah. Like lowering the age of consent and getting licenses instead. Then all those first graders I lust after could fuck me and it'd be legal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of those are like the the engineer, uh, the, the uh, oddly enough, the upper class libertarians are like the nerds that can't get fucking laid. The 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 nerd the nerd engineers that like end up joining ISIS or some shit like yeah. that. Speaking of which upper... is a real thing, by the way, like the amount of like engine like engineers, white engineers that joined ISIS. From Not America. even just white engineers, just engineers in general. Yeah. Like even yeah. the even the like Arabic guys that are in ISIS are mostly engineers. And you know it's interesting that you bring up upper middle class engineers because we also had an argument earlier which relates to this whole discussion of libertarianism and like great man theory and shit. Um, and I alluded to it earlier about how necessary someone like you know going back to that horrible fucking Henry Binswanger article from our Ayn Rand episode. Um, he said, you couldn't have a Model T without Henry Ford or an iPhone without Steve Jobs. I took exception to that at the time. You know, thinking about it now, uh, I would say that there's a dialectical relationship between the two, if you, if you know what I'm saying. But I don't, uh, you know, our argument that we had before, uh, before the show... But it got pretty heated. I wish that we'd gotten it recorded for that sweet, sweet drama value. But uh, basically, I was skeptical about whether or not a so-called idea man like Steve Jobs is A, even necessary for something like an iPhone to be made, or B, if he is, whether or not he should really be paid significantly more than his workers I think we agreed that until we reach some Star Trek style utopian future 
fully automated luxury gay space communism where scarcity is a thing of the past that, you know, and pay isn't even really a thing anymore, you know, let alone money, then um, there, there will probably always be some sort of pay differential depending on, you know, like unique talents or whatever. Even though the guy who actually built the shit and doesn't even get all the credit for it, Steve Wozniak... Like I looked it up because you know. Oh yeah, he definitely. We well this we covered this in a podcast within one of the prior episodes though, didn't we? Or was that the no. fucked up one? See, sadly, we tried to record this episode basically about twelve hours ago, and when we went to listen to it, it was just completely unusable. I don't know what the hell happened, but uh changing various latency settings around seem to have fixed it um basically yeah, you don't uh, need to explain how we fixed it todd let's keep on yeah well it doesn't matter what matters is maybe someday you'll get to hear it as a bonus episode if you want to torture yourself with it because it was pretty good and uh there's there's never going to be any recreating that magic that fresh passion but the the case remains that I did look it up for Steve Wozniak, and his daddy was a Lockheed Martin engineer who did bring home, like, schematics for the first ever chip with, like, six whole transistors on it and shit, you know, and his son had a very unique privilege being able to view into that, and that was sort of the resolution yeah. of our discussion or whatever. Although I do take, um, I do, uh, I would say I, I would, um argue against the um, what you said earlier with uh, you we wouldn't have the model t without ford like for one the automobile was had already been invented by the time like ford had done what he did and the model t wasn't a unique car like at least with an apple technology like apple's shit you could say they had a uniqueness that separated them from like microsoft or Branding something Branding wise i yeah. guess and looks like it, they 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 that's appealed part aesthetic. Of, that's all appeal, marketing. Yeah, so that they the Model T didn't even have that. Like the only thing Ford really did was well, it had marketing, but you know. Yeah, but there were better vehicles. It was cheap. I'll say that, and that's because of the assembly line. That was where the credit would be done, and I don't even know how much Ford really had to do with with the assembly line, other than hiring people to do it. Like. Yeah, exactly. It might have been his idea. I don't even know if it was his idea. Exactly. Those workers, at least collectively, were just as responsible for everything that he ever did as he was in terms of, like, producing that car and such. He couldn't have built that fucking thing by himself. Yeah, and this is ignoring all the atrocities that that man has committed. Not just, like, collaborating. Being a fucking Nazi sympathizer Yeah, and not shit. just collaborating with the Nazis, getting awarded the, what the, iron, not the Iron Cross... Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah, he got awarded like the highest civilian medal from Hitler. Oh, isn't that lovely to think about? Yeah, but it really he also makes you go drive a he Ford. also like shot his own workers. Like literally had sniper towers like along the roads to the factory. You know, created Ford towns with with their own Ford currency that you could only spend in the town and in the factory. Like, yeah. I mean, like, if you think North Korea is, like, controlling or, like, authoritarian, Henry Ford basically achieved, you know, 
similar, if not even more extensive, levels of control. Just, just early 1900s America in general, like... I would that would that would be that would be one of the worst time periods to fucking live in, especially like unless you're Henry Ford. Yeah, unless you're incredibly wealthy, like living in America post like workers' revolution. Well, you know, living around now is pretty hard too. It's yeah, a lot but like it was a hundred years ago. Yeah, but it's still not as bad as like you know eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds America. But you know. Um... Steve Jobs might be dead, and Steve Wozniak might be more or less retired and off, you know, and we still dating have people useless like Kathy Griffin. Tim, Cook. Tim Apple is still in charge, and it turns out that according to arch-capitalist Forbes magazine, Apple's unpleasant behavior, with a U because some British fuck wrote it, is hurting the MacBook Pro. Apple's unpleasant behavior hurting the MacBook Pro. Now, let's find out what this is all about here. Basically, it seems as though they just aren't hitting the mark anymore. The new things that they're coming out with are just barely sort of micro-optimizations of the yeah, previous model. Yeah, they're not model. different enough. The slogan of Apple traditionally was think different. Now it's just, uh... <laughs> it's like Elizabeth Warren. Reform over revolution. When one could attribute that with uh, Steve Jobs dying, too. Hmm, that is actually an interesting point, but, you know, then again, I don't know necessarily that it is so much Steve Jobs himself specifically not being around so much as it is someone who isn't Steve Jobs being in a position of power <clears throat> where they can inhibit people who do have visions. Like, there's a part of me that, su that suspects that there are plenty of people in that organization and just across the globe who could do everything Steve Jobs could have done, but Tim Apple won't give them Steve Jobs at Apple. See what I did there? Jobs. <laughs> yes. Basically what I'm getting at is those people uh, are being possibly, at least, excluded from positions of power because lame, bureaucratic successors have come in in the dead man's wake to just try and, you know, push pencils and just try and sort of maintain oh. the status quo. And that's, and that's, and that's just, at Apple, ignoring the whole, the institutionalized, uh, push against creativity in our fucking school systems too we we punish people who think out of the box or think creatively that don't follow the script in school you can't have any pudding if you don't have your meat I almost flipped that around and said you can't have any meat if you don't have your pudding and that's just backwards I think I think a lot of that is uh, 
is uh, using this in quote quotes uh, due to the symptom of like white culture taking over like power and a th like a th taking authority over school systems. You know, I think like, you mean white culturelessness. Yeah. Well, word. like I said, in quotes, like yeah. The the because I the, I think that's a lot of the reason why you have so many fucking white people that are just wound up so fucking tight and afraid to express themselves because it's just it's that pure like puritan upbringing that like still is still around even in non Christian households now where they like they don't want kids to like play around too much or get too excited because if they're if little kids are getting excited that means they must be doing something wrong I see that shit with uh, my sister and how she raises her her two fucking uh, my two fucking nephews like anytime they get too happy or like too excited or riled up too much she's got to like curb them make sure they stay quiet and get in line it's like you're gonna turn them into some like wound up fucking like tight ass no fun lame like authoritarian power hungry white people like yeah, that all, all they want to do is impose that same idea on in on society in general, and that's why you have so many fucking barbecue old, Becky. Yeah, old old white guys now that like don't want people to have fun. Essentially, that is like what base that you could basically comes down to like why the laws in America are the way they are. Like why butt sex is uh, is still a, i think if i remember, it may be, and it may have changed now, but why sodomy is still illegal in the army and why like black people can't do certain things with their hair because it's different and because it specifically looks bad even though it's like it's one of the only ways they can like make their hair nice and tight or fit like Literally, you can't ha you can't have cornrows in the army. You can't do braids. Like they, were, I think they just recently made it to where you can. But it was like clearly racism in regards to like hairstyles. It doesn't look nice by my yeah. European standards. Why, why we? Why you shouldn't be able to smoke weed? Why they tried to make fucking alcohol illegal? Like all that fucking shit. It's like this wound up tight. Like, they were raised in such a, you know, behave yourself, don't make any noise, don't step out of line household, that they feel like they have to impose that law on society. That's, mm. where, that's where the stereotypes that, like, white people can't fucking dance come from. Like, you know, because they, because if you danced in your house, you were, you got in fucking trouble. You were, you were, you were uh, incentivized to not express yourself. It's also where I think a lot of this politically correct nonsense comes from, if you know what I'm Yeah, all these woke about. white people that are standing up for, uh, for... Um, for minorities that don't feel like they need to be need to have them stand up for them like this saying something's racist when the people that were supposedly victims of the racism don't think it was racist yeah i think they've done like studies on this and something like 80 percent of everyone hates political correct nonsense and yet just a small, loud, woke faction seem to just keep foisting it on the rest of us. Yeah, if, if all if these fucking upper class, fucking white mayonnaise bread motherfuckers Soft would actually liberals. Would, would actually step outside their own circles and like hang out with regular fucking people for once, they would find that most people don't give a shit about that stuff. In fact, they find it like a, a just absolutely sickening and just annoying as hell. Yeah, I'll never understand why 
people have to turn everything into a contest. And I'm not talking about the people that even actually face certain kinds of oppression. I'm literally talking about people who have nothing to do with that and aren't even earnestly trying to make a point. It's a, it's a combination of that and fucking white guilt. Yes, they're just trying to pr- they're just trying to prove something about themselves. They're tr- what here's what it really is. What really makes it abhorrently selfish. Virtue signaling. No, you it's know, not just the know. virtue signaling though. That it's bad in and of itself because it's disingenuous. But it's worse when you think about it because they're essentially doing it to sort of preemptively forgive themselves for all of their white guilt sins. You see, I'm not one of them. I'm woke. I get it. So, yeah, you can forgive me, you know. That's what it really comes down to. Yeah, I can see it's coming back to points we made in another podcast. It's always about their comfort. comfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that we talked about in the the car podcast, actually. Yeah. And comfort and making them feel comfortable and making them feel better. Yep. They don't really care about other people's feelings. They only care about not be not feeling weird about other people's feelings, if that makes sense. Like they don't care so much about making other people happy as much as they do not having to worry about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the funny I think the funny part is watching um like uh seeing in some cases where uh like uh the victim supposed victims of the racism or sexism or sexism sexism or whatever come out and like call these fucking woke upper class fucking people out on their virtue signaling and or whatever uh, and uh then the then the then they turn around and start saying that you that like accusing the person the the minority or whatever uh, calling them out of like just being like a closeted racist or like it just you're 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 just so used to it you can't see it like why can't you see that there this is bad and like I know better than you do about this like I you should be offended by this I know like and it, and it always comes down to these theories that are about as high quality as like Jack Thompson talking about video games or Anita Bryant talking about the dangers of homosexuality and the gay agenda you know it, it all predicates on these naive bullshit yeah. scientifically that... disproven notions of human psychology and sociology that just simply do not fucking apply because yeah. people's brains don't work it, that it's way. funny it's funny that you mentioned it because it makes me think that the the cross the crossover between uh privileged white conservatives or just privileged conservatives in general because you, you know you have like rarities like fucking candace owens too um aunt auntie uh, aunt tammy's as uh, as they call them but uh instead of uncle tom's in case you you know didn't get the reference i always thought it was but aunt jemima's that yeah that i just trying to go with tom or but whatever when but you say aunt anyway. Je- when you say an aunt jemima though that implies sort of a, a more mature lady yeah, well, anyways, the crossover between these privileged conservatives and privileged liberals is they do the same thing for, but on, do the sim they do a similar, uh, like, 
comparison or they do the same thing but for different sides like the conservatives think they they know what like the gays like what they're trying to do or they know about like a gay culture or minorities or whatever and at the same time the liberals will do that same thing but for different for <laughs> apologetic reasons as everyone's, opposed to like everyone's yeah. trying to cartoon or everyone's trying to telegraph some fucking cartoon version of themselves to like prove something to the world or like show who they are and that they and that they know more about their that the that um that the minorities culture than the fucking minorities do like it's such a it's such a it's such a fucking like just classist like privileged like yeah that's that's funny because that's something that both the woke neolibs and the racist xenophobic rad libs do yeah they both like on the one hand You've got, like, racists, like I was talking about before. Uh, I think I mentioned it last episode, this lady I argue with who said Mexicans would bring smallpox and shit, even though they have a better um, uh, (laughs) vaccination rate than we do, and fewer fucking diseases than we do. Yeah, clearly, ma'am, you and your fucking suburban household, that probably, that you probably, that probably, you've never, the the woman who's never visited Mexico in her entire fucking life knows that they carry these diseases. Don't drink the water, you'll get Montezuma's Ravine. even though Mexican, Mexico's water has been clean for fucking decades now, like. Oh my god. And then, on the other hand, though, you've got the woke-ass bitches over there trying to be like you know peggy hill Ooh, carniceria that means a carnival let's go check it out and then a chicken gets its head chopped off in front of your kids oh that's terrible how can they do this oh my they, gosh i'm gonna make them change their culture because you people I, yeah. you people should have had a warning sign up how am i supposed to be able to read spanish yeah, it's such a oh my god! It's such a fucking white oh like, my god white can you privilege thing to do. Can you believe how they treat poor innocent animals down here? Haven't you barbarians ever heard of being vegan? Yeah, though that's the thing they want. They want their they want to have their cake and eat it at the same time. It's like no, you can't you can't be open to these cultures. Moral and, purity is a bourgeoisie luxury. Yeah, you can't you can't be open to these cultures, and then when you actually get exposed to them, say this is wrong, and I'm going to change it to my Anglo-Saxon view of how your culture should be. Only someone who's in a privileged position of being able to just, uh, literally, just waste money willy-nilly on quote-unquote ethical consumption would ever even fucking dream about layering those sorts of fucking criticisms against yeah. the people they do. Well, they, but they, they do. They do the, and they do the same thing with, like, prostitution, too. They're like, well, they, like, except for, like, it's the same thing, but with an opposite intentions. Like, uh, conservatives want to ban it because they think it's, like, ineth- unethical and immoral and shit. And then you get these fucking woke, like, these woke liberals that are like, it bad for the woman every person who's a sex worker is being enslaved against their will every single pornography person, is sexist every like, single person who thinks like that if you really press them on it they'll inevitably admit that sex is gross and all you have to do 
Yeah. Is just pull out like and oh. and very likely they've never actually talked to a fucking sex worker because for one some of them enjoy getting the getting the getting their fucking foot getting a foot pressed on the back of their face and fucked from behind well, like they literally enjoy that. Well, let's let's be fair though. The to what extent is that a straw man? I'm guessing most actual sex workers don't enjoy it. I, I put it personally in the same category as like native well, I, dancers I was, and sandals I, I resorts. I wasn't speaking as far as to like prostitution, but like por- like uh por- like porn stars, for example. Like I I have I I fucking dated women that love getting choked and love their face getting pressed into the pillow while I slap them I'm from sure, behind. I'm sure there are like, also it's, people that it's, love going to parties and getting paid to be a human statue the whole yeah, time. Yeah, but the thing is it's There's probably it's, someone that loves his job holding very, up a sign. It's very common though. It's not even just like a rarity. Like that's very common. Like most of the women that I've dated like being choked and fucked at the same time. Yes, but there's all there's a lot that don't and are in yeah. That there's a lot that don't, but it's not some weird rarity. Like oh, to be fair, like no, it's very fucking common. I'm sure, and and this isn't defending like the porn industry in general because I think it's terrible. Like it's and really, it's a symptom of capitalism. It's just another thing that like the reason why porn, the porn industry is bad is because of capitalism. And I'm and I'm sure they they like uh, like with the. Uh, like with uh, to go back to uh, the uh, plasma donation thing, where the companies were luring Mexicans to donate plasma, it's they do the same thing with uh, young vulnerable women, luring them in there with like money, but and not not a not enough to really compensate them society, for the abuse that they're going through, it, but like taking advantage of them. A true communist society, like a fully automated luxury gay space communism, would uh, be. How perfect I'm talking about luxury gay space communism and a, and a stupid fucking Amazon alert comes on my uh, government listening device. I mean, Alexa. Um, I mean, what the hell was I saying before that fucking derailed me? You're talking about in a perfect communist society well, in, in a perfect to communist society work. in that, you know, fully automated luxury gay space communism... There wouldn't be sex work anymore for the same reason that there wouldn't be people working as human statues on people's lawns at, at like bougie soirees. And there wouldn't be sandals resorts in Jamaica with like fake native dancers, you know, and, and shit, you know, just commodification of people would end. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of leftists take it this step further where they're like, ban pornography. And I'm like, no, ban the porn industry. Like you said, it's capitalism that's the problem. If someone wants to take nude pictures and put them online for everyone to enjoy, I'm all for that. You know, I'm totally sex positive. You know, fuck prudishness. But no one should ever be in a situation where they have to make money or for that matter even can make money off of that sort of thing because well of course i'm talking about this far-flung future where again money is immaterial uh so for the time being as long as all of us have to sell our bodies and and shit to survive because you know if you think you're better than a sex worker you're not you're 
you're you're selling yourself just as much as they really are bit by is, bit though. every day. And they they would never admit it. They think they're better than them. That's why they think they know what's best for them. So as long like, as we're trapped under yeah. anything resembling capitalism, sex work must be considered yeah, you, a valid you alternative. You shouldn't enjoy doing sex work because the way I see it, sex work is bad and negative, and you shouldn't enjoy doing it as a career in general. It's yes. like, that's an awfully general, like huge generalization, an awfully dumb assumption right there. And it comes down to ego and them thinking that they're better than sex workers. Or that, or that sex is inherently disgusting or degrading or... Or just icky, icky, bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of these people that I've talked to, oddly enough, you know, believe it or not, they were straight up uh, Dworkinites. Andrea Dworkin. Uh, here, we're going to take a quick break, and then maybe we will discuss her a little more after the break. We'll talk to you in a moment. gentlemen and we are about to discuss someone that i couldn't be more pleased as punch that the conversation turned toward than uh andrea dworkin she uh she was a very extreme figure we, we we're gonna have to do an alleged intellectuals on her She's going to have to be Jesus episode number Christ. two. She looks like a cross between John Candy and Roseanne Barr. And oh some Rosie God. O'Donnell tossed in there, too. God damn. In fact, just take those three people and just add them together. Jesus. that is To be fair, that is a really bad picture, but it doesn't look like no, she has she looks very like many that. Yeah, good pictures for her, either. No, that's what a good picture of her looks like. That's the best picture that exists. Um, yeah, you know... Is she she's like she the way she looks reminds me of like some of those girls in high school that like none of the guys wanted to fuck so they like turned to lesbianism because that's the only way they could actually get a partner, like. Oh, that's that's cold, man. <laughs> you know it happened. Don't fucking get coy, like. Um, um, um no comment. Um, 
moving right along. Um, Andrea Dworkin's uh, big thing. Interesting that you mentioned not being able to get laid because her big thing, of course... Oh, God, I just, uh, can't even begin to go too far in depth on this. I'm already turning this into an alleged intellectuals. We can't, we can't do that right now. But, long story short, uh, easily one of the least attractive people ever, physically. And, basically... Um, I think she got raped a bunch of times, which is, you know... That's no joking matter. That's, that is not funny. If I remember... Like, she, went, if, yeah. she actually went through some legitimately fucked up shit that, you know... Yeah, and to be fair, like, if I remember correctly from what you from what you told me, you know, post this, pro, this, you know, this podcast, like, based on how she was raised, like, I'm not surprised she turned out the way she did. I probably would have hated sex, too, if I'd, like, grown up in the environment that she did. Yes. So I suppose that her writings may be interesting if you come at them from that specific context, you know. And context is always key. But that doesn't change the fact that this led her to become like one of the top pro-obscenity law, anti-pornography crusaders in American history. Actually managing to get pornography banned in the cities of Minneapolis and Indianapolis, as well as federally, uh, between 1985 and 1989, until a uh, federal court case in the Supreme Court Was, was Minneapolis uh, a liberal city when that happened, too? Well, remember, she came at this from a, like... Yeah, but getting pornography born and in, or banned in uh, Indianapolis in the '80s wouldn't really have been that like hard to do. Because, no, but I mean, in you, Minneapolis, it yeah, would have been harder. That's what I say, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. But is, she had uh, a she had a very unique angle on it, though. She said that pornography was a civil rights issue, and basically her argument was that no woman could ever conceivably consent to appearing in pornography it was too degrading and abusive by default and so of therefore course, there you go she's assuming she knows what's best for people yes that the she, only uh, way to protect women but because, is to completely ban pornography yeah, because in all in, ways. because she's only looking at it through her lens and through her lens you know most of the, most of the sex she's had in her life was non in non-consensual like you know it, it was is a nightmare for her so but that's the thing it's too narrow you're, you're only looking at it from your point of view you and that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make like they they see this so narrow they have such a narrow view of like how things are and how society is that's why conservatives don't understand you know why Mexicans are trying to come to America or you know or why we shouldn't or why they they should be you know shouldn't be forced to drink out of the fucking toilet like the toilet lid god if we ever cover her we're going to have a field day it won't be shooting ducks in a barrel like Ayn Rand because literally everything about Ayn Rand's life is open for mockery but uh yeah um God, I, I, I'm just so torn. I want to go on more about. Well, her. I, 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 unlike Ayn Rand, I have, I have like sympathy toward her. Whereas That's Ayn, what would make it really interesting. Yeah. Whereas Ayn Rand grew up in a privileged lifestyle and was bitter because like she got discriminated against. To be fair, sort of unfairly, because of her privilege. But it doesn't justify how she turned out. Like. 
she was a hypocrite, and she just, yeah, it was, I have almost no sympathy for Ayn Rand. Especially coming from someone who had a traumatic childhood, like, as, yeah, just, just putting that out there, says, you know. <laughs> yes. I think, uh, I can speak from a, fir- from a, you know, personal perspective on what growing up in a traumatic, uh, household is like. And also, Andrea Dworkin is one of those characters who, even though she was already kind of an extreme caricature, she her her legend has like grown beyond her actual deeds to the point of being exaggerated in ways that I think might be interesting to explore at some point. Even as someone who vehemently disagrees with most of everything she wrote. At least as far as I understand it. You know, yeah, but the, the there difference is... There are a lot of misrepresentations is... and stereotypes, but then again, it says something that they caught on so easily. Yeah. Well, and, and you can you can also understand how she came to those conclusions, too. Based on her own life experiences, but... Still, she was wrong. <laughs> yes. And leftists are wrong in general for adopting any sort of like puritanical or you know socially regressive attitude she she really laid the groundwork for like turfs and shit like that too her her and judith katz yeah yeah, a lot of that second wave uh feminism was very anti-trans anti-sex work yeah, Turfs so, and swerfs. Yeah, specifically male to female, because, you know, if you were ever a male, inherently you're, you know, scum. Even if, you know, you're a, you identify as a woman now. Yes, it's, uh... You know, it's, it's just... I don't want to call it reactionary, but it's, like, literally reactionary. It's, like, literally, uh, solely... A dialectical reaction against like male oppression be it actual or perceived and uh, I think for that reason you know as as time goes forward and such ah, fuck I'm gonna cut this part out I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say I'm tired fuck it anyway I wish I could go on and on about Andrea Dworkin we're going to come back to her, but oh god. What a, what a fucking cornucopia. Anyway, what else is happening in the world? Let's find out. Tens of thousands march in Hong Kong. Defying face mask ban. I read, I saw this on Reddit earlier. Now what do you think about the Hong Kong protests? I don't know what to think because I don't. I can't. I honestly don't think there's any reliable media on what is actually going on with the Hong. Kong. I don't trust anything reported on the Hong Kong protests, even shit coming from China. Well, you know, it's uh, like my question is always. What are the Hong Kong protesters fighting for? And people say it's not a single unified movement. It's like the Yellow Jackets. It's just sort of a general discontent. But the 
the way that it seems to me is that the neoliberal capitalist order is most deeply entrenched in Hong Kong. Like, everyone makes fun of China for not being real communist anymore, right? They all say that they became capitalist, now they're just communist in name only, in name only and so on and so forth. But Hong Kong literally isn't even communist in name only, despite being part of China. It is straight up, like, capitalist. Like, even in name. And, uh... I, I cannot tell to what extent the, the Hong Kong protesters are fighting to uphold the two systems, one country, or I had that backwards, one country, two systems, uh, you know, system, uh, where Hong Kong is allowed to have this separate capitalist economy, and they want to preserve the, uh, sort of unnatural wealth distribution that it has. It's no longer quite the, uh, quite the, uh, wealth hoard that it used to be compared to the rest of China, because they're starting to catch up. But that little island still has 3% of all the money in China, which, you know, given that it only has like 50 million people, you know, it's, it's on par, it's above where it should be a little bit. Not, not super much, but Hong Kong is still a bit richer than the rest of China. It's still a bit easier to do that sort of, you know, capitalist chicanery there, and so on and so forth. And... This is all just my roundabout way of getting around to asking, are the protesters actually fighting to establish like a superior leftist order to mainland China? You know, something where they're like, well, we have this, you know, extra modern, extra developed Hong Kong infrastructure and so on and so forth. And we've got special needs with the housing crunch and so on. And so we've got people sleeping in bathtubs and shit. So we're going to fix it in a way that the Chinese Communist Party can't. Or are they just saying that uh, we like having a stock exchange like we do and being all fancy and separate? Or are they, you know, I see a lot of Hong Kong supremacist bullshit getting posted online. Well, I see I see pictures of them making fun of mainland Chinese saying that they like shit in the street and like they're animals and Hong Kongers are real people and shit like that. Like straight up racist bullshit that... Mm really kind of puts a damper on any enthusiasm I might have I, to root for the underdog. I do, I do think, though, a lot of them are fighting just to have, like, freedom and shit. For example, this headline, Defined Face Mask Ban. Why is there a fucking face mask ban? And, I mean, I don't want to be the... Like, I don't want to be the whataboutist. I don't want to be the whataboutist, because I'm not necessarily defending the face mask ban. But, as I always say, the U.S. and China are similarly authoritarian. China is just doesn't pretend as much as we do we, we like to pretend we put on a nice face you know about it but uh you know we have mask bans over here there's plenty of places in the u.s it's illegal to go outside with a mask on so that's not that outlandish a concept what do you mean there are like for example there are whole cities and states in the u.s where like you cannot go outside in public in a, like a ski mask it's illegal where Lots of places. Like, let me let me look I know, and see. I'm pretty, I've never seen anything like that in uh, Indiana. Like, you can go outside wearing a fucking ski mask. I have before. Like, yeah, anti-mask law. Let's see. Is it in like certain places, like banks and shit, or? Let's see. Uh, 
New York State has had one since 1845. Yeah, but that that how how much how much is that actually enforced now? That sounds like one of those laws like oh, you're not allowed to like brush your teeth you can after see right 2 here. p.m. Motorcyclists have been arrested. Uh they used it to break up Occupy Wall Street. Ah. Oh yeah, wearing the guy fox mask. Yeah. Um, in, uh, let's see here. In some places like Tennessee and Florida and the city of Goshen, Indiana, um, their anti-mask laws were stricken down for the, uh, First Amendment because in the specific case of Indiana and Tennessee and Florida, in those cases, the Supreme Court struck down the mask law because it was to get rid of the KKK. Oh yes, for the right reasons, yeah. But then again, another judge panel in New York upheld their law on the ground that it stopped the KKK, so. Once yeah. again, no consistency. It's just another one of those laws that exists sort of in the ether out there but, for you some know, bastard that, cop to come uh, enforce that, that, on you that's, randomly. That's like, you know, the, that's like conservatives saying, well, what about Obama did this? Like, yeah, but that still doesn't make it right. Well, Obama locked kids up in cages, yeah, yeah and saying, he was wrong in that too. I'm not saying that China's necessarily right. Or that introducing an anti-mask ban is ideal, but I'm saying that it is understandable. If if the same thing that was going on in Hong Kong was happening in the U.S. right now, I wouldn't say understandable. Well, like no, if you're I'm, comparing understandable it to the United in that I understand their thinking. I understand the logic. It's comprehensible to me. If that if that makes sense, I I. I, I it it's makes logically it sound comprehensible. Like, it makes it sound like you're sympathetic toward it, though, when you say that. Mm, it's just that I can see where they're coming from, is all. Yeah, like, yeah, the they're suit. doing what any other country would do. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's predictable. I'm just saying that the U.S. would do the exact same thing. If there was an uprising, like, let's like let's say if there was some sort of uprising in San Francisco or something, you think Trump would fucking hold back on sending in the fucking... You know, federal fucking military to yeah, quell the insurrection that's or whatever. Sort of a, that's sort of a whataboutism, though, too. It doesn't make it right. Yeah, I know. Two that's, wrongs that's don't make my, it right. That's my point. But I'm just saying anyone who wants to shit on China for being especially bad should look around because it's not. They're just doing what literally any other country would do, uh, right or wrong. You know, I personally would not handle it that way, but... That's how they've chosen or to do it. Or institute a social credit system. Yeah, we have one too. That's where they got the idea from. It's not like China's. Sure it is. Their system says that you can't like uh, get train tickets or plane tickets or anything. Our system says that you can't buy a, a house or a car. Yeah, that's, uh, that's more restrictive. Because... Uh, well, for one thing, you can get a car without credit. Yes, but it's very hard. No, it's not. There, there are plenty of places that'll give you a car without any credit. There's, I mean, granted, they're shitty dealerships, and also you can buy cars. Yeah, exactly. You can buy cars with cash on Craigslist or Facebook or at a dealership. Yes, I'm whereas, sure. Whereas, like, whereas riding the train in China is very vital. Yes, but I'm sure there are ways it's much, to get around much, that much, much, much more restrictive. 
what matters is that both of us have horrible systems in but place. But it's not comparable to China's, though. It's not I think the same it is. Thing. We no, both have horrible... Here we go. Become an apologist for we China. Have, well, I was no. wondering when this was going to come out. We both have horrible You always systems. do this whenever you, someone starts criticizing China. You well, bring because out the if you're going to criticize China, you got to look at I am already aware of the U.S. system, though, and it's not the same. You act like I'm it, some it fucking neoliberal that doesn't understand the U.S. is something wrong there are with literally it. But jobs. you, but you, ha you do this every time. You there emphasize are, the things wrong with the U.S., even though it's not the there same There are thing. jobs in the U.S. that you cannot get now. You will not be hired because of your credit rating from Experian. Experian that got hacked and had all your information leaked and won't even fucking pay their legally mandated settlement to anyone it's not that didn't very have common, their shitty though. fucking thing. Oh, yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's getting more and more common all the time. It's So it's not very you common, then. don't... Don't think for a second. So it's not very common then. It's more common than you think. It's depressingly common. <laughs> I can even check and see how depressingly common it is. Let's see here. Credit rating to get job. 25% of HR professionals use credit checks while hiring. I literally found that right off the bat here. Mm hmm And I mean, you know, you know at least, personally, Jason, that I know some HR people closely. Yeah, that's still not the same as China's and not as restrictive. Uh, because I it's not it's you're not guaranteed to not get the job if you have zero credit. Well, sometimes you are. Very rarely. Mm. Less than 25%. Okay, but then how many people can you point to that haven't been able to get a train ticket in China versus how many people haven't been able to get a house in America? It's the fact that it's possible that if someone doesn't like... It shouldn't like be possible someone, in either place. Yeah, but the thing is... But that's, China's that's not worse. some special hell on earth for having it. The U.S. is just as bad. At least as far as I can tell. In fact, it might be even worse because it's being run by private corporations who are literally selling your data and having it stolen and shit. It's more authoritarian. And it's no, more it's equally authoritarian. Both, no. both systems have armed men in jackboots who will come enforce the law down okay, upon libertarian. you. Are you disputing that fact? Are you really going to tell me that the U.S. government doesn't have just as big a domestic... Surveillance apparatus and what, is China. And what are you talking about? We were we we're talking about like credit ratings for jobs. You're gonna tell me that the U.S. government is not just as authoritarian as the Chinese government. They just do it in a softer way because the American. Well, everything, are everything in that every country that has a law comes down to it is is eventually it comes down to a person with a gun enforcing. And it. that's so exactly can't... my point. Yes, China's wrong for having a social credit system. But it's more authoritarian about it. Is it? Prove it. I'm curious to know. I mean, I suppose that it is in the sense that it's the government doing it and you can't opt out. But you can't opt out from private credit bureau ratings either. Anywhere that those are going to affect you in life. But those aren't as out. essential as surviving, though. Do you know that for sure? Yes. How do you know that for sure? Because I've gotten places, I've gotten apartments, I've gotten cars without, without any credit at all.
see. And let's not forget that they're uh, fucking rounding up Muslims and locking them up, too. Hey, I didn't say China was perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Nope, but they're more authoritarian. No, this country is perfectly fine with rounding up millions of people on the fly. Maybe we haven't done it inside the United States in, you know... Well, it's happened within living people's lifetimes. Like... You know, we literally have famous actors like George Takei that were born in concentration camps. But never mind that. That we literally did the exact same thing that China is doing to the Uyghurs, to the Native Americans, and worse, actually, to black people. And we did the same thing to the Asian. In fact, I would say the U.S. has done that like 20 times over probably with just about every group of people on Earth. So, once again... You're talking about the past, though. So what? We do it today, too. We just don't do it inside the borders of the U.S. How's that any better? It's better when we do it with Iraqis and Afghanis that don't even get to vote for our shitty fucking government. At least in China, the Uyghurs get to vote in sham elections. They at least nominally get to make their voice heard. We didn't even give the Iraqis that much. We didn't even give them a fucking referendum... Which do you vote for? Get invaded or get bombed? You know, we didn't even give them that choice. No, well, you're, I think you're ignoring the fact that, like, China would do the same thing in those circumstances. That's too. exactly what I'm pointing out. It's perfect apples they, to apples they would, comparison. They would do that, and also they're more authoritarian within their own borders. No, they're equally authoritarian. Yeah, so they're more authoritarian. No, equally authoritarian. No. At the end of the day... Both governments are equal or equally capable no, of the exact we are, same violence. We aren't rounding up people just for being in a, being religious. Oh, sure we are. Just not millions of them at once. Trust me, they've rounded up plenty, and plenty not, of Muslims. And we're not in the doing US. it for we're not doing it to them for this for the sake of them being Mexicans either. Uh, yeah, we are actually. That's literally the sole reason we're doing is because they're quote unquote illegal people. Remember, just like that guy. Yeah, but they're with. they're trying to enter. I'm not saying it's right, but th it's because they're trying to enter the country illegally. Yes. Well, maybe the people in people in China. The are Chinese just government would up, tell you or, that or the Uyghurs getting rounded up for being the Muslim. Chinese government would tell you that the Uyghurs have a horrible terrorism problem going on in that part I'm of the province. I'm talking about the Uyghurs. I'm talking about the Muslims. They are Muslim. Those are the Muslims. The Chinese Uyghurs. That's the ethnic Yep, the group. Chinese government would tell you something to justify the horrible acts that they're doing. Hey, Correct. they're not just going after them for being Muslim. Because there's other Muslim groups in China that they're not targeting. So Islam by itself isn't it. Let's be frank. The real reason they're doing it is because there's terrorism in the region and they're overreacting to it the same way the United States government did because China and the U.S. are two but sides we, of the but same fucked up we didn't do it on the same point. level and yeah, we did. the United States. Yes, we did. What's that? What the fuck does that matter? How would that be worse? Hmm? How would that be worse? How is, round, how is rounding up or killing a million people because inside the United States? Because doing it inside your country and outside your how country is, that different? is worse than just doing it outside I see no difference. No, a million people is a million people, regardless of whether there are a million Americans or a million but Iraqis. if there are more than a million people and another person is doing it just at a million people, then the more than a million people is worse. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Murdering one person is just as bad as murdering 30. No, it's not. John Wayne Gacy is just as bad as Ted Bundy. 
Even though their death counts aren't identical. Okay. Sorry, it's about quality over quantity. At the end of the day, what matters is that the U.S. operating abroad and China operating within its own country have committed similar atrocities in similar amounts. And I do not recognize this idea that a government doing something to its own people is any worse than doing it to anyone on Earth. The country that literally continues to operate Guantanamo Bay doesn't get to bitch about other countries overreacting about Muslims. And I do think that uh, credit bureaus in the U.S. are just as bad as the social credit system in China. I, I mean, I don't know enough about it, and I don't think there's enough information. And when you on combine that with that other claim. stuff we have, because we have a no-fly list, and there isn't too. enough information out there to make that claim, because China shuts down any information and, yes. and skews its own statistics, they do, they do which enough. makes it seem like it's a lot worse than what it actually is. Because yes, the only reason you would actually do part. that, it, the only reason you would hide that information, is if the information you're allowing to come out is actually making it look a lot better than it actually is. Oh, I know how it actually is. Believe me, I'm not under any delusions. I've known people that lived in China. But the social credit system is a fairly new thing, at least in its, like, it's the way it is new. right now. It's fucking horrible. I'm pretty sure they got the idea from American social credit bureaus. Social credit bureaus, just American credit bureaus in general. The idea to put a nice, succinct little score or on black mirror. a person's worth. Because that's literally right, like, not too long after that Black Mirror episode came out is when it happened. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan of the social credit system at all. And it pisses me off when people defend it. But, experience worse. In some ways, at least. Maybe having a bad credit rating won't stop you from boarding a flight yet. But you sure could accidentally wind up on a no-fly list. It almost happened to me. Well, they have, uh, they have some, there's something else now, too. You have to have a, you have to have, uh... A stupid a fucking of, real ID. Yeah, a lot of states have to, you have to have a real ID to fly now. Which, uh, I have yet to actually get. I mean, I'm not really planning on going to a flight right now, cause considering my current financial uh, situation, I don't have the money to go on a flight and vacation. I can't even afford to miss work right now. I can barely afford to drive to Todd's place right now and film this fucking podcast. Actually, probably technically I can't afford it, but... Luckily, I have, uh, you know, slave labor money saved up from the factory I used to work at. Please, please read this podcast description and go give us free money at the donation link.
supplied. Give us free fucking money! Give us your monies. Give us your poor, your tired, your whatever the rest College of that College educated. Says. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what all of us are these days, I think. As shit just goes crazier and crazier and the world careens out of control more and more, one day at a time. We will be here futilely griping into the void along with all zero of you who have listened with us today. And we love you for it. Ciao for now. Cheers. Say bye, Jason.